Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to a fresh episode of the MILFBOD podcast. I'm joined today by the beautiful Janet Vink. Janet is the definition of a MILF. She's a mom to three beautiful children, one boy and twin girls. She's gorgeous, sweet, kind, and all the things that being an amazing mother stands for. As a full-time mother and social media influencer, Janet speaks on lots of relevant topics, including perceptions of social media, taking risks, the importance of simplicity, relationships, balancing time for yourself and time with your children, staying grateful and present, beauty and fitness tips, and so, so much more. Janet's journey of how she ended up settling in Thailand with her family is like something straight out of a movie and will have you guys on the edge of your seats. Janet is such a fun follow on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, coining her title as Endless Mom Diary, so I highly recommend giving her and her gorgeous family a follow after you listen to this episode. I hope you all enjoy my conversation as much as I did. So with that, please welcome Janet to the show. So I don't know about you guys, but I've been on a journey with my skin over the years. And I'm finally at a place as I quickly approach 30 where I actually feel like my skin is looking the best it ever has. My goal is to always look dewy, hydrated, and glowing, and this is where the golden secrets comes in. I recently had the founder of this incredible skincare brand on the podcast, Jessie Golden, because I've always admired her since I first discovered her in 2021. As soon as I started following her, I immediately purchased the firming wand, and since then, My Golden Secrets collection has grown to the face oil, the face mist, the instant glow face mask, the dry brush paired with the body oil, the long lash growth serum, and the organic coconut lip balm. If I had to narrow it down, I'd have to say my three favorite products are the face oil, the face mist, and the long lash growth serum. The Golden Secrets is a cruelty-free and sustainable skincare brand rooted in nature to help make you feel like a golden goddess. The goal of the brand is to inspire rituals of self-love and unveil an everlasting glow. And let me tell you, the products do just that. I can't recommend these products enough, and if you need proof of just how amazing this brand is, I highly recommend following Jessie as she is a walking advertisement for every single item. And if you guys haven't listened to her episode, I recommend dropping what you're doing and listening right now. She's such a wealth of knowledge, and it brings me so much joy to support brands that deliver actual results and are giving back. So if you too want to unleash that glowing goddess, head over to thegoldensecrets.com to get 10% off your order when you use the code MILFBOD. That's thegoldensecrets.com. Use code M-I-L-F-B-O-D for 10% off your order. Enjoy.
Hi, Janet. Welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? So it's morning there and it's nighttime here. You're in Thailand, right? Correct. And it's already hectic. I tried to sneak out of the house because the kids were like, where are you going? What are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> waking up my house and I said, like, you have to fix this now. You have to figure it out. I'm going to leave. I literally sneaked out to the gym <laughs> so they could not you. Yeah. Good. I did an evening workout tonight because usually on Wednesdays I do Pilates at 5 p.m. So that's why I'm wearing my hat because I was a sweaty mess. But I'm glad that we both got our workouts in and now we can connect and chat. Yeah, so excited. So happy to meet you and have you on the show. I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience and kind of give us a little bit of a bio as to who you are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm Janet. I'm 29. Amazing. Me too. And turning 30 in a few weeks. I'm so excited about it. Like, Wait, when's your birthday? When's your birthday? September 24th. <gasps> Mine's September 4th. No way. And I'm turning 30 as well. No way. Yes. <laughs> How do you feel about it? I am really excited, actually. I feel really good. Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah, it's kind of a new chapter. It's kind of, yeah, excited. And I feel like... I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like a few months now, I feel like my my whole mindset started to change. I know. Yeah, it's a whole new chapter. It's exciting. I've heard that your 30s, you really figure out who you are and you get to know yourself so much better. So I'm excited for that. Yes. Yeah, so 30 soon and mom of three. I have a son who is six and I have twin daughters who are four and I love them so much but also they can like literally drive me nuts um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we we um are currently living in Thailand we lived two years in Ibiza Spain and we are all mm -hmm. born and raised in Amsterdam city Netherlands okay. so we basically left Netherlands when I think the girls have been like two months and we've been kind of in an adventure so with that being said me and my husband we just wanted to like explore the world and just see like where we feel home what we can experience and just so many people are always scared to take a risk and be more like comfortable with the normal surrounding But I feel like growing up in the same city and, you know, having the same neighbors and being around the same people and family is fun. But I feel like sometimes we have to, like, explore the world, explore a new culture, and especially if you have kids. So this is basically what we did. So, yeah, we've been, like, moving back and forth. And we were just trying to find the right place where we felt home. And last year, um, summer, we thought Ibiza is going to be this spot, our home for like long term. But we experienced like a really bad robbery over there because... Oh my gosh. The criminality is like high over there. And that was like a moment that I thought like, no way. Like if these kind of things happen over here and you are a family, you're basically really weak. I thought like, no Immediately, you know, we wanted to leave and just forget about this whole experience. So that is the reason why we moved here to Thailand now. Yeah, so a year ago. 
Wow. So what happened during the burglary? Can you explain that? Lockdown was basically over. So it started to get busy on the island. And Ibiza is known for like the travel location and the summer vibes and everyone is like, you know, partying. But it's also a really family island where you just have your family around and farm and yeah, it's like beach and like a really, really island life, let's say. But it's super, super small. I've only experienced it as a traveler. So I, I, that's really cool that it has the two sides to it because I've only been there to party. <laughs> yeah. So what happened? Yeah. So, yeah, basically what happened, it started to get busy. People started to, you know, uh, spend a lot of money renting big houses. Yeah. And There's like a sort of a group who is focused on robberies, right? So they started to follow people from the airport or they started to follow families who are basically living there. But this was a really, really professional robbery because these people watched us like for months, you know, getting the routine. Now I can laugh about it, but if I'm thinking about it, like people watched us from every corner, it's insane. That is so scary. This is insane because if this never happens to you, you would never believe that those kind of things like exist, right? Right. It's like something out of a movie. Yeah. To make a long story short, people have watched us and I don't know, it was like a period that we never really left the house so there was always someone in the house or gardeners or us just staying at home or friends came over but there was like this one day it was summer holiday last year so my biggest son went to my parents uh, so he spent his holiday there and the girls spent their holidays with us with me and my husband and it was a Sunday morning that we decided to go on the boat trip you know, just having a nice day, just the four of us. And, you know, we left at 10, I think 10 a.m. in the morning. So nobody was in the house. And we got two German shepherds, these police dogs, because I always needed like a security when my husband left, right? Just to feel like a little bit safe. I mean, if you see a dog, you would not enter as fast as you would know. Especially a German shepherd. Right. So that day, normally I always turn off the alarms. I always double check it. Everything is closed because I'm like always so paranoid about these things. And that day I forgot to put on the alarm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So basically, normally, if I would turn on the alarm, the police would be there within two minutes because it's connected with like a security team there. So sometimes when the kids would like um, turn on a button, then they would call us like, is everything okay? Or sometimes cars would come over and then we're like, no, 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 that was just the kids, you know? So, but yeah, I've had that happen at our house too. Oh my gosh. That's awkward. Like, this is so crazy to think about. So that day I forgot the alarm. We had a wonderful day and then we decided to come back home. Mm -hmm. So we've been like maybe hundred meters away from the house. And we had a GPS connected under the car so they could see where we are. So they connected a GPS to your car? Yes. (gasps) Oh my gosh. 
So literally where we lived was so safe. You could never, ever find this house where we were living because it was middle Whoa. in the, let's say, jungle. <laughs> yeah. And there were so many ways they knew how to enter from the highway, from another way. So they were like just spread all around the house. Oh, my God. So when we arrived... We've been so lucky that they had these GPS going on because I had no idea how my husband would react. I wouldn't have no idea how they would react. We had the kids with us and it's like a dramatic. But, you know, while driving into our um, garage area, everything seems normal, right? Everything seems normal. But I realized that the dogs have been different because normally when we arrive, they are, yeah, excited to see us and just jumping around. But they've been pretty, pretty calm and just seems really tired. But still, everything seems normal. And then we opened the door and we have like a huge backyard door on the other side from the house. And I saw the door open and I'm like, oh, no okay, wait a minute. And then you start like just turning around and starting to look around and then you realize like, yes, okay, people just came in. Oh. But they came in and literally destroyed the whole house. Like this was really, really crazy. Like they destroyed everything. They destroyed toilets. They destroyed the beds of the kids. They destroyed oh, literally like the whole house. It was like upside down. And... In that moment, you are just so shocked. But we had like such a good camera system. But I don't know, they have been just so smart. We had like two good cameras on the house, which you could uh -huh. not see. It was the same color as the house. And these cameras could like kind of help us to see what was happening. Right. So <laughs> my husband ran to the system, you know, teams came up and... We started to look on like the security cameras and I could just literally not believe how smart they have been like acting to get into this house. Yeah, what they do. Literally, they came from the backyard. If you don't know that there's a house, you would never ever know that you can enter from the backyard side from the, like the bushes and stuff. But they came from the bushes. Oh my God. That means they entered through the highway and then but it's been crazy the only thing what I can say is that people coming with masks and weapons doing like a normal daytime just to enter your house is for me insane that is crazy that is so crazy so they were essentially like a terrorist group They had been watching your family for yeah. months, it seems like, yeah. and they, they knew exactly what they were doing. They were professionals at this. Listen, they knew even how to park the car so you can't see any information. They knew exactly the angle, how they had, and the calmness, how they started to like go back and forth to unpack everything and get everything out of the house. The calmness of them have been wow. incredibly professional. Yes. That is so scary. So did they give the dogs like a sedative or something to make them calm down? They gave them some sausage to make them sleep. Oh, We can't see what really happened to them, but this right. is the only way how they could enter to give them something because the big dog was 
pretty aggressive and trained by the police. So he would definitely attack them if he would feel that it's a stranger. So they must have wow. like thrown a sausage or something. So waiting until the dog, yeah, have it eaten and then, yeah, enter. And they've been crazy. They wanted to take cars. I mean, materialistic stuff is no matters at all, but it's still right. something that, you know, they took like a lot of personal stuff, which had a meaning behind. Like, right. Has a lot of sentimental value. Yes, a lot. And the privacy and the comfort zone you have been in your own house just have been gone within like seconds. So after this whole thing, um, we were just thinking like, what are we doing? Because it was just only one month left until um, school just started. And even my biggest son would enter year one. And I think it is such a important moment for him to just join year one and start you know, this new friendship, the new teachers. And yeah, we've had only four weeks to make a decision to what we're going to do. Oh, that is so scary. Yeah. So that was crazy. But I think maybe it's like meant to be. A blessing in disguise. I think that terrible things like that, that happen to you in your life sometimes. Yes. During the moment, it seems like it's the end of the world. And in hindsight, when you look back on it, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And so I think that that must have had to happen to you and your family for some greater reason. And maybe it's to have brought you guys to Thailand now. That is just so scary, so crazy that that, that there are people actually out there like that. Like you think that that only happens in movies. It's so crazy if you think about it. Yeah. So within those four weeks that you guys had to make the decision – then you decided you were like, okay, we're we're done with Ibiza. We're gonna go to Thailand now. Yeah, um, not directly to Thailand. We thought, okay, we need safety. We need a country where you can feel safe and where you literally can leave your door open while you're sleeping. Yeah. So Dubai is known for safety. Yeah. And we thought, okay, let's have a summer holiday, four weeks over there. But impulsively and in distress and in shock, you make sometimes wrong decisions. So we thought after that happened, after this four weeks we have, we're going to go to Dubai because we had like uh, still our old house over there. So it was easier for us to just go there and then just try to get the kids into school. So we did that. We got a space for Avon. He started year one. We spent two months in Dubai, but it got me so depressed. I'm not going to lie. It got me so depressed because I don't know if you've been to Dubai. I've never been. No, it is a fun place to spend holidays there. But if you have to live there, it's pretty artificial. And let's say it is extreme. Yeah, that's kind of how I picture it. Like I would love to go there and visit, but I don't think I could ever live there. No, it is extreme. And the difference between poor and rich is just so extreme. And it's kind of too much that you don't feel comfortable around. And the reason why the decision makes me even easier to leave is because my son, he started to tell me like, I don't want to go to school and I don't want this. And he's not this kind of soul. He's pretty easy and he loves go to school and he loves to make 
friends and it's just such a golden heart and then I realized like no I can't do that especially now it should be like the best time for him definitely yeah but as we said things had meant to be and my Mm -hmm. husband had been on a work trip for two weeks so he left us two weeks in Dubai and he called me and he said like I have the best idea I have so much stuff going on here in Thailand like will you be open to just move and I'm like yeah let's do it Oh, I love Thailand so much. Yeah. So I think within six days, yeah, six days, we packed our stuff. We tried to make uh-huh. like fix all these containers to make sure they will bring all our stuff with us. And yeah. we booked the tickets. We spend um, time in our Airbnb. We found really nice projects. We found really amazing schools over here. And That's great. Now we're here one year later. Oh my goodness. That's so cool. And do you love it? Do you absolutely love living there? Absolutely love it. It's so beautiful there. And I love the culture there. I love the people. Have you been? Yes, I love Thailand. My mom's from Cambodia. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, I've been to Thailand a bunch and I just absolutely love it. Wait, what language do your children speak? English. We speak Dutch at home, obviously our mother language, but as they use English school, they are kind of forgetting Dutch, but we keep talking to them Dutch, of course. But yeah, I think the main, main language is English. At- okay, yeah. And the schooling is, is catered towards English speaking? Yeah, it's, it's like a British international school. So they make these schools special for foreigner kids. And it is important if you move to... A different country to make sure that the school system is a good time. So the schools, like I've never thought, to be honest, because you have like a thinking way of Thailand that it's like the perfect vacation spot. And you have like all these Asian countries around you, like Tokyo, and, like, I mean, Japan and um, Indonesia and Korea and Thailand. So the Asian part is together which is so different. And especially for a foreigner who's like growing up in Europe, it's like a big change. But to be honest, the people are so down to earth here. They are so kind. They are child friendly, which is the most important you need as a family. And I think for kids to grow up in this kind of environment is something so beautiful you just only wish them to grow up in this kind of environment with love and beach and friends and just walking around and playing and jumping into the pool or oh that sounds magical your children are so lucky to grow up there you're providing them with an amazing childhood and you seem like such an amazing mother you're so hands-on and i admire you so much for that because having three, I cannot even imagine. And having twins, talk to me about how it was having twins. It's so funny because there's not a lot of moms who have three kids here. Most of them have like just one or two. And I'm always like with all the backpacks and picking them up and calling it, come here, running out of energy. And everyone's always like laughing and like, how... Do you manage this? Like, and I'm like, I have no idea. 
if I'm thinking now, because we don't have help. My family is not around. My husband's family is not around. So we're basically on our own. And I'm not a fan of having people in my house, like nannies or stuff. Like, no, my heart can't like accept this way. It's like, it seems always so like perfect, but it's definitely not. It is definitely not perfect. I'm sure it's very chaotic. (laughs) It is so chaotic. When we found out that we're going to be parents to twins, that was like a shock to me because there are women who are focused and really addicted to like having twins and, you know, just talking about it and In our family, there have never been talks about like twins. At the end, we found out that it's from my husband's blood. Oh, your husband's side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like the day when we've been to the hospital, I felt really, really bad in the night and um, I had starting to get like really bad cramps. I think I was just seven weeks pregnant and it didn't stop and it just get worse and worse. And then I told my husband, like, maybe we just should go and have a checkup. Maybe I have like a UTI infection or something. And he was like, yeah, let's just do it. But I was convinced that they will tell me like I have a miscarriage or something because it felt so bad. Mm. And um, yeah, so we did like all these tests and yeah, it turned out that I had the UTI infection. And then the doctor was like, okay, you just seven weeks, but let's just make sure if the heart is okay with the baby. If you're okay with that, I would like to check that for you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do that just to, you know, have a calm feeling. And she was too quiet. She was so quiet. And she was like looking on this whole computer (laughs) setup. And I'm like, oh, gosh, please, please don't tell me anything bad now. Right. So she was looking at me. And I remember my husband was was like falling asleep with my son. And she was like turning the computer. She said, do you see these two heartbeats? And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Can you please check again? Like, can you please check again? (laughs) No, it's obvious. It's like two, two heartbeats. And my husband's just like, what? Like what? And you know, you are in shock. Like you are just in shock. Yeah. You did not expect these kind of news, right? Middle of the night with pain in your stomach, thinking maybe you have a miscarriage, right? So that was crazy. How did it make you feel? Were you scared or were you excited? Like, what did, what was your initial feeling? Yes, I was scared. I don't know how your pregnancy was. Did you feel okay or? I was lucky. I had an easy pregnancy, but I think if I found out that I was having twins, I would be terrified. Right. I think every pregnancy is something so special for every woman who just actually find out that she's pregnant. But hearing that you're going to carry two babies is, yeah. yeah. And and the moment you can hear it, you are shocked. Then you're excited and then you're confused at the same time. My first pregnancy was amazing. I think you also have a boy, right? Yeah, I have a boy. Most of my friends who had boys had an amazing pregnancy as well. So I've been working out with Avon. I had like normal food and I was so fit until my due date actually. And then with the twins, it was the total opposite. (laughs) I felt like nine months like sick. Oh, no. The checkups are different. You have to be in the hospital like every four days just to make sure everything is fine. And 
Um, you have like a special team who like keep up like a whole journal for you and they will check your blood and check if you need any vitamins extra or stuff like that. So it's been exciting. Like the first weeks have been awful because I felt like both of my girls took all my energy out. Like I could sleep for hours, but on the other side, you had a toddler who you had to take care of as well. So that was crazy. And then you have like these three trimesters. So the first one, most of the time you feel like really tired and sick and you have to grow up all the time. Then there's the second where you're so excited to find out the gender and how you're going to evolve during the whole pregnancy. And then there's the third trimester and with twins, they are actually, I think you should be pregnant till I think 34 max 35 weeks, but my children, like my girls stick till the end. That was crazy. <laughs> oh, how many weeks? I thought I was almost 39 weeks. And then oh. the doctor, like my last checkup, he was like, no, we have to induce you. We have to make an appointment and we have to induce you. So there's no other way. Otherwise you're going to like explode. Like my belly was huge. Doesn't it make you feel so grateful for our bodies. Like it is truly amazing. The fact that you are able to carry two children inside you and birth two children and now look at you. It's mind blowing what our bodies are capable of. It's crazy. I sometimes have no words for women because I know what we're going through <laughs> mentally and physically is oh, sometimes man. I think a man could not handle what we handle sometimes. 100%. Never. <laughs> I mean, I love them, but we are very strong individuals. So did you breastfeed when you had your twins? I tried the first month, but like I had to pump the milk because it was not happening Like to like breastfeed both of them at the same time. And twins have like kind of the same system. So when one is waking up and the other one will wake up as well. And then it's like a funny routine. So I tried my best um, to pump as much as I could, but as it started getting stressful and I started to get a little bit depressive after my hormones, my milk started to um, get weak and yeah, I decided to stop and just give them formula. That was okay. Totally. I only ask because I was wondering about like how you physically are supposed to even breastfeed when you have twins. Like, how do you even physically do that? Uh, you know what I mean? So I can only imagine that pumping would be really the only way to do it. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. Like, I don't know. Maybe there are moms out there who handle it because there are so many other superwomans out there who handle much more than maybe I do and respect if you can. But no, I tried and then I also had to accept the way that as long as I'm not relaxed, the kids can't have like a normal nutrition. Exactly. And if it's causing you stress and anxiety and making you feel depressed, then yeah. you have to listen to your body. Your girls are absolutely stunning. I cannot. Thank I mean, you. so is your son. I mean, all of your children have just oh. scored on the genetic lottery. I mean, oh, so lucky. So it's so unfair. Oh. <laughs> they're so cute. Oh. And the girls are, they're identical, but they they also are kind of different looking. 
No, they're not identical. Oh, okay. They're fraternal. Okay. Yes. I found out that if you have identical twins, it's not genetics. Okay. If you have fraternal twins, it's genetics because my husband's brother oh. also has twins. But we did not know that it's genetics. So now we know. That's so cool. I didn't know that. That's a very cool yeah. fact. The doctor told us because I was like, how is it possible? And why they are fraternal and not identical? And then he explained me like fraternal um, twins are genetics and um, identical not. So cool. I mean, they look very similar, but at the same time, they they have very different features as well. And like one has a little yes. bit darker hair, right? And one has lighter hair, right? Yeah. They're so adorable. Oh my gosh. They are so funny. And it's just so funny now because um, how old is your son? He just turned two in June. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> What's in store for me? <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> no, I'm excited. No, I feel like every every little wonder has like their own characters. And I think we all going through the same situation. And I think... If you have more kids, you kind of accept the way how they are. And I think if you have just only one in the beginning, as I can speak for myself, um, with my son, I thought things are so difficult sometimes and because the change was just so huge. I mean, I was just only 22 when I found out that I was pregnant. So young. Oh, my goodness. Were you trying to get pregnant or did it just happen on an accident? So what is the funny part? My mom was really young when she got me and our bond together is like she will be my big sister. And I always wanted that to have that too with my kids. So she was always like, no, take your time and don't even start on thinking like um, building your family so early. You just have to live. And then before I've been with my husband, I've been in a long-term relationship with my ex and we were like so far that we were thinking of maybe having um, children together, but things haven't meant to be for us. And it happened just with my husband after like, I think we just been only six months together. And wow, you know, sometimes you connect with a person and you can feel it's so right. Right. Yeah. That you don't think about the future. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. But things are just so different within the years. So I think that happened for a reason. And we went just with the flow, I think. Yeah, that's so cool. And I can relate too because my mom had me when she was 22. And now that I'm older, I cherish that so much. And I'm so happy that she decided to have me at such a young age because I feel like the connection and bond when you have younger parents, it's so different and special especially when you get older because you feel like they're your friends yeah that's so nice and also that they can experience our family to grow up right because if the parents are older then it's kind of sad because they can't really see the whole generation growing and if you have younger parents you are so lucky because you can experience everything together, holidays or just literally everything together. As busy individuals and parents that are always on the go, it's nice to be able to utilize products that not only look good, but are functional as well. 
Ondar products are next level quality using highly sourced leather that helps minimize and organize what you carry. I'm a huge fan of the Indy, which is this gorgeous crossbody bag that they designed. And I can't tell you how convenient, durable, and cute it is. I got it in the color Crema, which is a nice neutral color that I can pair with anything when I'm on the go. I was recently in New York and it was so nice having the perfect size bag to just throw over my body with all my essentials in there. They also make backpacks, wallets, phone cases, and so much more. So for 15% off your order, just use code CherokeeLuker at checkout when you go to Ondar.com. That's code CherokeeLuker, capital C and capital L, for 15% off your order at Ondar.com. So in this stage of motherhood right now, now that your daughters are four and then your son is six, say one thing that you're absolutely loving and one thing that you're kind of struggling with right now in this stage of motherhood. I really love to have my kids around me because, like I said, my parents have been really young, so they had to focus to, you know, keep up with work and Back then, it was so different than it is now. So I feel like everyone was so busy to earn money, to keep up with the family and to make, you know, things work. But I often felt like lonely, let's say like that, because my, I always had to spend like a lot of time with my grandparents. Yeah, because the parents had to work. As I grow older, of course, my parents had more time with me, but then you're in a stage that you want to do your own thing and so I really do love the fact that I can spend most of my time with my kids to give them the love that yeah. I maybe miss in certain stages. I love just to see the bond, how they are together and how much fun and happy they are. Yeah, when you're having a bad day and you just cuddle one of them or all of them together or you just, you know, we just have been to the movies two days ago watching the Barbie movie and then I'm oh, watching them so and they're so excited to eat their popcorns and just enjoying oh. life, right? Yeah, just taking in those little moments. Yeah, I think that keeps me down to earth and that keeps me motivated and that makes me just so proud to have them around me. Yeah, there's not really much bad things I could say. I think I was meant to be this person who I am today. But there is definitely also days that I can cry because the age gap between them is not really big. It's just like two years apart from each other. So all of them three need all the fully attention from me. And that can be sometimes really struggling because... I want to give it because I love to spend time with them and I love to play with them in their rooms or, you know, cooking or baking or whatever we want to do. But I have to include them all of the time because I don't have the luxury to have my mom around and say, okay, maybe two of you guys go to granny today and then I can spend time uh, with one of only you. So that can be sometimes really struggling that at the end of the day, you are just so exhausted and you feel like, is it enough that I gave them the attention or, you know, you start questioning things. Am I a good mom? Because I can't spend like one-on-one -on -one, um, time with them because most of the time when we do something is that we do everything together as a family. 
Yeah. And I get that. Like, I get you wanting to have that individual time with each one of them. I'm sure that that's very hard to do. But also at the same time, you need to realize that and give yourself more credit. Even though you are doing everything all together all at once, that's creating such special memories for them. And it's okay if you don't have time to have individual time with each of them because it just looks like the most amazing childhood. And I love that you brought up the fact that, you know, like growing up with our parents' generation, they had to focus so much on work. And I kind of can relate in that, like, you would feel lonely sometimes or not not lonely, but I mean, your parents had other priorities. They had to work and make money. And now nowadays, what our society has moved towards, we are lucky enough that we can have the flexibility in our schedule to spend with our children. And I think about that all the time, the fact that I can just like take days and just be with my son all day long. It's like, I feel so lucky to be able to do that. And it's really, really special. But I also want to ask you, like, because you do have three children and you're giving them so much all the time, I'm sure, like you said, at the end of the day, your energy is probably very depleted. So what are some things that you do for yourself to kind of like refill your energy tank? I need a routine, definitely, because if I don't have a routine, it's getting out of hands and I feel like it makes me sad in some moments and I would react differently in certain situations. So now it's summer break. That means kids are 24-7 with us from morning till evening. I don't know if your little baby is an early bird, but mine are. Oh, um, gosh. Luckily, <laughs> mine's not. But it's because he's a night owl and he stays up so late. Good for you. And I'm so happy for you. <laughs> How early do they wake up? Oh, man. They are early. Like today was like 530 but definitely 6 a.m. is like the wake-up time. Oh, my gosh. And they are like such a funny souls. Like they have so much energy in them. And I feel like they have so much that they don't know where to like put it into. And they want to do so much already. And like when they wake <laughs> up and I'm like, okay, guys, like just slow down. Let's breathe. <laughs> let's cuddle. Let me just wake up first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they are early birds, so I have to have like a routine. Now it's like funny because I will take them to the gym with me in the morning and my husband as well. So we all going to the gym in the morning and then we will tell them to like pack their backpacks and just get some stuff what they like or coloring stuff. And we have like, I don't prefer iPads, but like I do allow them sometimes screen time. Um, and especially now when it's then I will download these learning apps, what they have in school. And then sometimes they are allowed to have like this YouTube kids app just to make them happy as well, you know. So this routine, summer break routine is just going to the gym now. And then we will make breakfast. And then I will try to find like a program what we can do because here obviously you can do a lot. There's always something to do. So this is then the whole routine. But as you hear, it's all planned for your kids like you need to make sure that everything is planned so they're not gonna get bored and not destroying the whole house I think three is also a difference like they are more energetic they feel strong together and they think they can do whatever they want when they are together <laughs> and so <laughs> definitely a routine but for myself when we have like the normal routine when they go to school 
then me or my husband will drop them. Definitely a gym or Pilates session, you know, just to get rid of all the energy you have. Maybe it can be positive, but it can also be negative. So just get rid of anything you feel. Then making like nice smoothies. Then I love to do groceries. I will make a list with things and try to make like new recipes and stuff. And then I'll do the groceries, coming back home, organizing everything a little bit. Sometimes I need to do some work or sometimes I'll meet up a few friends and we explore a few new cafes they open up here. Like, you know, keeping yourself busy and the time you have for yourself that you actually really do it also for yourself because I don't know how you feel if you have the guilt, mom guilt, when you do stuff for yourself. Oh, my God. It's like paralyzing sometimes. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is really hard to accept. Like, obviously, you give all your time to your family. But to learn to spend time for yourself is also important. And I had to learn that, that it's okay if I have a few hours for myself then I do something for myself. I think it's a progress to understand that it's allowed to feel just only something for yourself. Absolutely, yeah. Because if you don't give that to yourself, then you can't be the best version of yourself for your children. No. So, no. Yeah. I agree. Oh, my gosh. So it sounds like structure and routine is a really big part of your life yes. on how you kind of operate and you know be the most successful version of yourself, which obviously is very important, especially with three. How did you and your husband meet? That is so funny. So as I mentioned before, I have been with my ex and we lived in the same building. So he, oh. my husband now, he was just literally our neighbor, but we oh also had like mutual friends together. Oh my gosh. So we knew each other already. Okay. No, you never like connect with someone because you're focused on your relationship. But things got like, you know, not so well anymore with my relationship. And he could see that I was like really sad about things. And he knew that I really liked the cafe around the corner. So he started like to grab like juices in the morning and, you know, just Aww. to bring me up as a friend. But I was like really um, on distance because I just still wanted to respect my ex. And things came out and then I was like, okay cool and I was broken and then he kind of helped me through this whole situation like just talking not being intimate nothing just talking and I just told him all the time like I'm heartbroken I still have feelings for my ex and you know I, I can't really open to you that wouldn't be fair for you if I just would play around right and things came out like so naturally we started like kind of dating we started to cook together and having like dinner and oh yeah it's it kind of like came really um, organically without like going on a dating app and I think this is why we ending up being like now eight years together I think oh wow your relationship seems so beautiful you guys are such a power couple you're such a power family like it's so cool to see all five of you guys together have you found it hard making friends in Thailand or has it been pretty easy to be honest I'm private and I have trust issues with certain 
people. And I have this feeling when I meet someone, I can immediately feel if it's good or not. The younger version of me was really naive and would do anything for their friends. So that was always used. And when I met my husband, he teaches me to say no, to come up for me. Yeah. And to live for myself and not for someone who would judge me. And yeah, so it was like a big way to kind of accept who I am. And I feel like these days it's so hard to make friends because obviously everything is focused on social media. If you make friends, oh, should we do content together? Or or could you do pictures of me? Or like, I can't, this is so funny. Like social media, how it turned out for me was organically too. It wasn't planned. I had no idea that people obviously would like what I would start posting. Right. So for me, it's not to like meet up with friends or going to spots to make content. Like I was always looking for someone who I can talk to, who I can be really private with. Um, yeah. So I have two best friends. We, we grew up like school time. I would say we've been little, like 12 or something. And we are still friends until today. And we visit each other like once a year or twice when it's possible. That's so nice. And we keep up on face call. The kids grown up with them. They know them so well. And when I really feel down or when I really feel like I want to talk to someone, then these two friends of mine are all I need. The rest is like not important. That doesn't mean that you don't need friends because you need someone around you to just, you know, get rid of your feelings or just have a time or an experience. But I think... Once you become a family and once you become like married, that seems so cliche, this is your number one priority. Absolutely. That's not cliche at all. I 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. I've found that it's really hard to make adult friends because it is so, it's kind of surface level. And I think when you grow up with your two best friends, for example, I, I have the same thing. Like my two best friends from middle school are still really great friends of mine to this day. And I think you just are able to form a different type of bond when you grow up with someone. Whereas when you're older, I think it is just more surface level, especially nowadays with social media. You don't know what people's intentions are and everybody's busy with their own lives and doing their own thing. But I love the point that you brought up. Like once you have your family and your partner, like those are your best friends. And that's what really matters. Because you just have the routine. I mean, I have friends who don't have children and I have Mm -hmm. friends who have children And as I said, we've known each other for long term and we can understand like what we're going through and you still can see the difference. The ones who don't have any responsibility for anyone just can do whatever they want because they have probably just the responsibility for the work. And then after that, they can just do whatever they want. If they want to go to sleep and sleep for like 14 hours, they can do it (laughs) because they don't have to wake up during nighttime or the days or if they (laughs) want to have dinner in the evening they can just do it they can just call up and like oh should we have dinner or whatever right if you a mother 
you have to plan like this whole thing like two weeks before. Yes, exactly. Just to have dinner. And sometimes it's not even happening because then something is going to happen to your child or whatever. I know. So it's a total different lifestyle as well. If you go on a holiday, like if you would go, this is not holiday anymore. This is like daycare 24 (laughs) seven. It's actually like you're working harder when you go on vacation with your children. (laughs) But it is. It's it's worth it, though, because you are creating such yeah, special totally. and amazing memories. But yeah, I I get it. And I can't even imagine with three. Everyone who is a mother or has a family understand the same feeling as you have. But someone who don't have a family and have the single life or maybe yeah, a partner, they still have like a, a different life. Yeah, it's more freedom. They have more time. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, babe, let's dive into the acronym MILF. I would love to know what you do to stay mindful. I always try to remind myself for the things I'm grateful for. Yes, it's so important. I think if you're grateful, then everything is going to keep in peace and you have an amazing day. Because if you're not grateful and you always keep being negative and you always keep wanting things and you always have something to say in a negative way, it's definitely not good for your mental health. Yeah, I think I am really simple, thankful, grateful, and happy with the things I have. Yeah. Like I will always remind myself, how good my husband is to me and my kids because yeah I think my husband is pretty giving his best all the entire years we are all together and so I'm really thankful and grateful for that I'm grateful to have three wonderful children because there are so many women out there who's struggling to even get pregnant so I would never put that for granted right so That is something I will always remind me. I will always remind myself how grateful I am for my strong mother who is always there for me. And just in general, I'm grateful for the life we all living. And as long as you keep reminding yourself, that's going to keep you mindful and motivated and happy because this is actually the reality. This is what makes you happy because Coming back to social media quickly, a lot of people struggle with mental health because of this whole social media thing going on. And I always promised myself, as I said, things came out organically, but I would never, ever put all my entire time into an app or into my phone because this is not reality at the end. The reality is where you're living If you're struggling or if you had a bad day or, you know, this is the reality. And I always keep that in mind not to ever put all my time into an app or social media. That is such a good reminder because sometimes you can get so sucked in and it feels like whatever is on your screen at that moment is your reality because it is all consuming. But to have that reminder of just being grateful for where your feet are and being present is so important. And I think that it just, it helps to create more positive energy in your life. Like if you're being negative all the time, that's just going to attract more 
negative energy into your life. So by living in gratitude, it's the best way to be. So I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. How do you listen to your intuition? I can feel if something is good or wrong. Yes. Like, for example, I'm not a coffee drinker. And sometimes I want to be a coffee drinker. It's so it's such a funny thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I am definitely not a coffee type. Is it because you don't like the taste? Is it because you don't like how it makes you feel? Like no, I love the taste. The caffeine makes something with my body that I start getting panic attacks and feel numb. Oh. And, you know, once you get panic attacks, you think like you have toxic in your body. Oh, no. So, for example... I know when I'm, I would drink coffee that this is something not good for my body. Right. I know when you have toxic people around you, you know that they are toxic. Absolutely. So everything you're doing, I think everyone is naturally know. Yeah. You have to know how to listen to it and trust in it. Yeah. Because I think everybody as a human knows what's good for them and what's bad for them. And I think that intuition can be applied to your diet, just like you said, with coffee, for example, or the people that you surround yourself with. And I think it's just so important to just listen to what your body is saying, what your heart is telling you. Sometimes your mind can trick you. Definitely. And I think within talking, I mean, we're going to turn 30 in a few I weeks. I know. I think within the years, you learn how to listen to your intuitions. Because if you're young, you kind of know it, but you can't accept it. And you think that people are good. Even you know they are not good for you. Right. You're going to think, yeah, okay, they, they are good for me. Or maybe yep. a toxic relationship. Or maybe, I don't know, there are so many things. You could actually know that it's not good for you, but you're not listening. But on the other hand, it has something to do with the age, I think. And the older you are and the more experience you have, the better you're going to listen, I think. I agree 100%. I think that voice just gets louder and louder as you get older. Yeah. What are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? I would love to know your skincare routine because your skin is amazing and beautiful. Don't get fooled by me. <laughs> You're crazy. Um, yeah, just things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis that you can't go without, you know, that make you feel like the best version of yourself. So the shower starts with washing my hair. I need a good product for my hair. I love to invest in good shampoos. What shampoos are you using right now? I would love to know the brands. It's Kerastase, Kerastase, something Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so and they have like a huge range of curly hair and straight hair and volume and stuff. So I love to use this brand and just to, you know, refresh and start the day. And definitely I love to do my skincare, but I feel like less is more. So I, I would have a good face wash and I would have a good gentle scrub for like two times a week. And then I would have a hyaluronic acid serum and maybe a moisturizer sometimes here and there. But if I could only choose one product, then definitely um, face wash. It sounds funny, but it would be face wash. Not a lot of people would say that. What face wash do you use? 
I'm using the Dr. Barbara Storm Darkest oh, Skin yeah. Tones. I've heard so many good things about that. It is amazing. I use this brand now for years because, as I said, I struggled really with acne-prone skin until today. Mm. It comes in waves. Like, I had, like, two years a good period of a good skin. I feel like since two months, it's starting to get bad again. But Dr. Barbara Storm helped me to keep my uh, skin in balance and glowy and, like, almost never breaking out. So, I yeah, I use just only her range and an eye cream from, what's the brand called? Drunk Elephant. The oh, yeah. The multivitamin one. I feel like it's really nice. Yeah, and that's it. So face wash, sometimes a scrub two or three times a week, a good hyaluronic acid serum, and sometimes a moisturizing cream for the night. And I love clarifying face masks as well, like three times a week or something. Yeah. I like keeping it simple too. I feel like less is more when it comes to skincare. I went through a phase in my life where I was watching all of these YouTube videos on like these 15 step skincare routines. And I was, I I was like, I'm going to do this. And my skin was the worst it's ever been. And now that I've just like pulled back and I use like three products at the most, it's so much better. It's so much better. Yeah. Do you use SPF? Yes. Yeah. Every day. Okay, I don't use SPF because I feel like once oh. I put on SPF, it starts to break me out and I feel like oh. my skin can't breathe. And yeah. I talked to a facialist um, the other day. It was in, in London. So I went to the Dr. Barbara Storm facial and she told me just a secret, like lay down for 30 minutes in the sun if you can. Uh-huh. Just put nothing on your face and let the sun do the work. I'm going to try that. Yeah, because sometimes when we keep our skin so moisturized and putting like so much stuff on our skin, think about it, it can't breathe. And the sun will literally dry out everything what is like infected or yeah, stuff like that. So, Oh, that's a really good tip. Yeah. I'm going to try that. I'll do that sometimes for like 15 minutes. So I'll try it for a little bit longer. But usually what I use every day, it's just like a tinted moisturizer. It just has SPF in it. So I'll usually apply that first. And I found that to be helpful. But I think that's a very good point and a good tip to just let the sun like naturally be on your face because we're so afraid of the sun hitting our face because we're like scared of wrinkles and all of that. But I mean, as long as you only do it for a certain amount of time, you don't don't like lay there and bake in the sun. But no. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try that. I'm just a simple, the most simple person. And I try to put that up sometimes also on my YouTube, like showing how we are in the morning and when we just came out of the shower. And because this is the reality and this is so much fun to be simple and being happy with what you have is like the best what you can do for yourself. Yeah. I love your YouTube channel, by the way. Yeah? Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. And I love all of the ones that you've put up so far. And I think that it's such a cooler and more intimate way to connect with people because you are actually getting like an inside look on your life and your day to day. So I think it's cool that you're doing that and sharing that. Do you edit all of your own videos? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. In general, I love being a creative personality. Yeah. 
Right. I love being like finding out things and I, I, I had to literally find out how to edit, but I like to, you know, put myself into a challenge and just finding out things and try things out. And it's also kind of um, relaxing while you're editing. You, you're just so focused. I'm sure it's very rewarding too, knowing that you're like taking on a new task and you're you're really good at it. So that's awesome. Thank you. That's so good to hear because I'm always like when I push it like public, I'm like, Ugh. I don't have huge amount of following there, but the people at least who watching this is already something what is really important to me just to show like the creativity side. Right. Yeah. I thought for sure you would have said like, no, I have an editor, but that's, that's really cool that you do it all yourself. Yeah. Like literally all my content and things I do it all by myself and wow I have a management in um in London yeah I have a good bond with her and yeah we are on the same level and we do literally just the two of us everything together oh I love that what is your fitness routine so before I got pregnant I was addicted to the gym I would spend like literally my whole entire day there <laughs> from seven days a week. That's also a part because I get also a lot of questions like why do you are so in shape and what keeps you so like fit? And I think that was a huge help being so consistent like years before I got pregnant. So I was really addicted to gym and doing really heavy weights and like going for it. Then while I was pregnant with my son, I kept going and then after I had my son I kept going as well just having basic gym because then Pilates and things were were not a hit yet and then I got pregnant with my girls and there it comes I started to lose the interest into the gym routine so I stopped doing anything I just went with the flow I didn't check my diet I just eat whatever I felt and I started to gain weight and that made me really insecure so while people were always saying like oh you are so in shape I was like no like you don't even know I'm not in shape you know maybe it looks like on the video or on the picture or whatever but in my opinion I was not in shape at all so that kept going I think the two years I lived in Ibiza And then I was like, no, I need a gym routine or whatever. I started Pilates and that made me really, really quick back balance and um, going back strong again. And then I really found love back to the gym. And my routine is basically six, sometimes even seven nights a day, like going to the gym daily. I'm just wow. doing my workouts. Sometimes I would just do like light training, not too much weight. Sometimes I would just do a Pilates class. But most of the time I will go to the gym and just try to, you know, keep the glutes and muscles strong. Yeah, so my, my routine now, if we talk, talk about now, it's basically yeah, six to seven days a week of gym. Yeah. That's amazing. That's impressive. And I think too, like, I'm really glad that you brought up the fact that you went through a phase in your life that, you know, when you were pregnant with the girls that you didn't really have the motivation or you didn't really want to go to the gym. And I think that that's 
okay. And we go through seasons in our lives where sometimes maybe we're not as motivated to work out, but now you're in a stage where you love it and you're back on a routine. And so um, I think it's okay to have ups and downs for sure. I think definitely it's okay because I think body insecurity is also a big, big subject for a lot of people who struggle, you know, because you have these perfect images who everyone is so perfectly trained, um, right. you know, in these bikinis and things. And sometimes it is so difficult for someone who have more weight than another person maybe. And right try to compare themselves with someone who trained maybe for four or five years really hard because this is exactly. obviously not a thing what it comes overnight but it's hard to accept sometimes the way how you look like you yeah. would always compare yourself to yeah but why does she have this and this and why is it like that and that in, a, in this and this time of period so comparing and body insecurities is, I think, a big subject for a lot of people. But accepting the way that you even start like 30 minutes a day and just maybe even walk on the treadmill Absolutely. is already a huge start to feel good about yourself. Definitely. I always say like something is better than nothing, even if it is 10 minutes, like better than doing nothing. Yeah. I know it's it's hard to not compare yourself sometimes, especially with social media. But that's very inspiring that you're in the gym seven days a week. Yeah, I try my best. I mean, we're getting older, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I, for me, it's more so about what it does for my mental, yeah. too. Like, if I don't work out, I am such a different person. Like, I'm in a bad mood. My patience is shorter. Do you feel that when with your son, when you don't work out, you have less patience? Oh, 100%. Like, absolutely. So, yeah, it really helps to just get that workout in so you can feel mentally better, physically better. It does wonders. Yeah. Okay, babe. One last question that I ask everyone at the end of every episode is if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to the younger version of yourself? Don't overthink. Live the life. Don't plan your future and just live in the moment. Do yeah. things whatever you wanted to do. Don't put yourself into a long-term relationship when you're so young. That is such a good one. <laughs> yeah, because I felt like I would talk now to my younger self. Uh-huh. Like, where was your freedom? Where was the living? Right, your independence, yeah. No, I wasn't independent. So I would definitely say don't overthink, live your life, and just do whatever makes you happy at the moment. Yeah, because once you get older and once you have been through a situation, you can't change that anymore. Right. So definitely I was an overthinker. Yes, I still am. <laughs> <laughs> really emotional. <laughs> yeah, it takes one to know. Yeah, those are really good. No one's ever brought that up before about the relationship, but I can definitely relate. I wish that I had taken more time to just be single. Why would you put yourself so young into a relationship? I Why? know, I know, I know. I put so much emphasis on boys and focusing on boys and my relationships. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could just go back in time and just yeah. have have time to, for myself. 
Yeah. I just talked with my best friend over it. Like, I think it was just two weeks ago. And I'm like, what the heck were we doing? Like, I know. Heartbroken? What? I know. What does that mean? Heartbroken? <laughs> I know. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my love. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit down and talk with me. You are so inspiring. You're so beautiful. And I just love everything that you stand for. And your family is absolutely just perfect. I, I'm obsessed. Stop. <laughs> can you tell everyone where they can find you and follow you, your social media and your YouTube channel as well? Yes. Yeah, so... I have Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And if you ever feel free to have a look into a chaotic family, then you can find me under Endless Mom Diary. I love it. That's so perfect. <laughs> I love that handle too. That's so cute. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> of course. Okay. Well, we will talk very soon. We'll stay in touch. And I'm so excited for everybody to hear this episode. Thank you. I'm so excited too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, babe. Talk soon. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gained some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILFBODPOD. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.